What's up, y'all? We officially back. And as usual, the bunt is brought to you by our good friends at Vans, the number one shoe in skateboarding. E. Jones, my man, it's been a while since the people have heard from us. And I'm sure they're all wondering, what's up with your pursuit for Sodi? And what's the shoe game saying these days? My man, I've gone through them all. The classics line, the surf line, even the goddamn BMX line. And it all leads me back to one shoe. And you know, it's not just because me and Gilly might be great friends these days. It's the Gilbert Crockett too, dog. No questions asked. Damn, you talking the Gilbert Crockett Pro 2s? You mean the ones made with suede and canvas uppers and molded heel pocket inserts? Damn. The Ultra Kush HD footbed keeps the foot close to the board while providing the highest level of impact cushioning. Were you aware of that, Dons? And the revolutionary waffle cup construction offers the support of a cupsole without sacrificing any of the grip or board feel of a traditional vulcanized shoe. Man, that is exactly why I rock the Gilbert Crockett 2s, my dog. Bruv, you know I got a love for jumping, and I ain't never skating anything less than 10 stairs. So the Ultra Kush HD footbed in the Gilbert Crockett Pro 2s is the only way. And now, live from Studio E, The Bun with Safer and Donovan. Oh, it's the ghost, baby. <laughs> yeah, tired of sin. Early morning sessions with Dono. <laughs> My man's in Washington. Uh, we got a fucking legend in the building this week. What's good, Dono? Tell him what's popping. Oh my dog, as everyone knows, I'm D Jones. He's the ghost. As usual, we got Ants One behind the scenes. Yeah, it's a cool thing, still. And this week, boy, we got a treat for y'all. It's a true East Coast G himself, Ryan Gallant in the building. And then, you know, we hit in the post office, answering all your questions, and then headed over to the rundown. We're going to give y'all a little update on the NBA and NHL playoff picture. Let's get this shit popping, Dougie. Yo, real shit. Shout out to Burroughs in Washington. Holler <laughs> uh, at us on Instagram, at The Bun Live. Facebook, at The Bunt. Send your emails to thebunlive at gmail.com. And you know what I'm saying? Subscribe on iTunes, and we good to go. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't want no beef with us, so follow them four easy steps, you know? And uh, you stay in our good books, unlike uh, that Niggy Adam C. You smell me? Jeb Kush, bitch ass. Jeb, Jebby ain't a real one, dog. Yeah, we had to get Ryan Galan on the show because, as y'all know, the man's been a steady killer for years. Took me like two days to watch all his parts. He's had so many. Uh, he's got that real G Stee. <laughs> got that <laughs> kickflip of pain. And uh, not many can pull off back nose blunt tail grabs, you know what I'm saying? Had to get in the mind of. Uh, of the one and only Ryan Gallant for the people, yo. Let's get it. All right, y'all. Let's get this thing popping. We got the East Coast legend Ryan Gallant in the building. <laughs> kind of a West Coast yeah. nigga these days. He is now, but dog, the East yeah, Coast you know, thing. Running both of them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so we start every show off the same. What's your favorite skateboard moment and then your favorite sports moment? 
Shit. Sports, I don't do much. Let's think. Skateboarding, probably the first kickflip I landed, I remember still being like a yeah. little kid. I think that was pretty uh, pretty crucial moment and things going the way they went. Yeah. Uh, sports, probably have to give it to the Red Sox reversing the curse. Ooh. When we won the World Series, I think that was a pretty major. Hell yeah. We had a uh, major moment. We had another guy from Boston on here, uh, Brian Delaney, and that was one of okay. his too. Yeah, that was monumental. Not so much for me, but I think more for my parents and, you know, yeah. his parents, you know, the old timers that never got to see that sort of thing. So now we're spoiled. It's like winning everything over there these days. But oh, And you got to do it to the Yankees, too, which is extra nice, man. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Shit talking rights forever. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about this this uh, kickflip. Was it stationary, Mongo, body burial? Ah, I think, you know what? It was actually on a bank or our version of a bank. It was like a little cement incline you know I, I don't think it was probably a bank whatsoever but i went up and like pretty much came to a stop and kick flipped and i'm sure it was m- a little bit mob or something <laughs> I mean, it was back when there wasn't even noses so it couldn't have been a very proper flick but it <laughs> damn it you worked. went straight to the tranny yeah i guess so like a urban driveway tranny. flat bank <laughs> yeah yeah urban tranny man so you've had a full ass skate career take us back to the beginning where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating oh man let's see well, I came up in Massachusetts, was born back there, and uh, I had an older brother. I still have an older brother, but that's how I got into skating was through him. He kind of, you know, as most kids, I guess, whatever, got into it, and I wanted to do whatever he did. So I got a skateboard, I think, when I was like six or seven. So this is around like 88, 89 or something. So, Damn, that was the year I was born, 88. Yeah, long time, man. <laughs> so, And it just stuck. I don't know what, you know what it was at the time but i just never really stopped and you know that's what got me into it coming up i guess was obviously all that you know coliseum pj type stuff and mm-hmm. that whole little scene or whatever but skateboarding i think came from my older brother and then watching movies you know like thrashing and Oof. cleaning the cube and that sort of shit kind of helped and so you mentioned it a little bit you happen to be in one of the most iconic skate videos from the 2000s pj lad's wonderful horrible life these days it's basically a cult classic how did that spotlight fast forward your career? I mean, I guess, you know, instantly we just went from kids in Boston that only, you know, a little circle knew about to, you know, that, that shit was being sold everywhere. Like people from all around the world somehow got their hands on that VHS. So that was it pretty much, you know, and obviously it was mostly PJ, you know, like he's, you know, he was the main attraction in that video. And we just fortunately got to sneak in there and, you know. Not every company could have them, so we, we got the leftovers, which worked out well for us. <laughs> yeah, you and Jeremy, Alexis Sablon, you guys fucking all still killing it. So Yeah, it's tight. Definitely. It was the PJ show, but you guys fucking all popped off after that. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, like I said, that was it. I mean, just none of us knew. I don't think that that was going to happen. So it's just a funny little thing to go from like, yeah, shop video, whatever. Like, not even shop videos didn't even really exist back then. I guess yeah. it's kind of became common, but you know, still it was like, oh, we're going to film for the local shop video kind of. You know, it wasn't like I fucking expect people <laughs> in Russia to get this video or something. You know what I mean? I'm like saying. maybe I would have tried a little harder or something. But it was just, <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot of grabs and shifty flips. Yeah, yeah, we ran a lot of funny stuff back then. So. <laughs> Isn't there like the rumor that they sold over like a million copies of that thing? I mean, I think that rumor started before we even made the video. Like, I think they made that on the package, you know, kind of like yeah. the million the fake hype. And yeah, yeah. And I remember they were like OG message board type hype guys. Like they, yeah. they were making up tons of weird fake stories and like 
everything back then was just them trying to get, you know, not a, not attention, but you know what I mean? Just weird, weird shit to get people looking. And Absolutely. You guys traveled a lot. You had footage in like Miami, Montreal, even some West Coast stuff like San Diego, I think, or something, or L.A. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I did all that start. I mean, they were super cool. The dudes that own Coliseum, like, they just did everything for us, like free boards, wheels, you know, and those trips, for example, you know, like we didn't pay for any of that. We were kids and they would like rent an RV and drive us to Canada and just, yeah. and it wasn't even on some like, oh, like, you're, you know, perform, you guys are going to be, you know, it was just like, just run wild for three days, <laughs> fucking fireworks, you know, everyone's stealing candy, just like <laughs> skate rap type stuff and. Let's see, I think then, you know, the filmer, Dave, and a couple dudes somehow made it out to L.A., so that's kind of how that started. People started trickling out to L.A. to stay with them, same style, you know, just go in the living room for a week, and uh, Miami was the same. We just rented an RV, went down to Miami, Atlanta, shit like that, you know. It was always quick, like two or three days. Montreal Big Two sessions, classic yeah, yeah. for us Canadians. Yeah, dude, those were funny times. They didn't like it. Well, the skaters were cool, but I remember the people up there just, like, fucking with us. Like, the French Canadians were, like, they would just fuck with us, kind of. It was so weird, but <laughs> the skaters were super cool. Mm-hmm. East Park and all that shit. And so, do you uh, ever get to skate with PJ and Jeremy anymore? What's your relationship like with them now? I don't really see them ever anymore. You know, I've seen, you know, bump into them randomly at skate events, or I actually bumped into PJ at, like, an airport once, just happened to be, like, in line right behind him, but what? <laughs> I think we, like, shared a connecting flight somewhere, but, uh, yeah, I don't really know, you know, everyone's kind of got their own little deal going on, I don't know what Jeremy's deal is, it looks kind of fun <laughs> and entertaining, and, <laughs> you know, I, I got a family and stuff out here in Cali, so I'm kind of just my own little bubble out here, so. So. Sure. I still consider them good friends, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like I don't talk to them every day yeah. or, you know, still think it was fine once, we, you know, like nothing changed type style, but, right. you know. So fast forward a bit from the Coliseum days, you had a couple parts come out around the same time, Expedition Alone, and uh, one of your more underrated parts, I think, from the Gold Wheels video, Got Gold. Uh, how fun was that era and filming for those parts? That was kind of the best times, I mean... That was when California was fresh, you know, I was just starting to come out here. Uh, everything was just fresh, you know, first time I had seen spots, first time I've been to the Sacramento triple set, first time in SF, you know, and always being near filmers and just skating, you know, 22 hours a day. So it was just kind of <laughs> like, it just, you know, kind of happened. It wasn't like filming for video parts. It was just like every few months, it was like, I would just pile up all this shit and kind of disperse it to whatever was happening. And yeah. You know, just a kid stoked skating. That was pretty much it for a few years there. So, Nolly flip front nose grinding ledges in uh, in Got Gold. That was yeah, yeah, that was that was a while ago. That was the first one I ever saw. Did, did you see someone do that, or was that like an ABD at the time? I I don't know. Yeah, I never really seen anyone do it. I mean, I feel like everything was probably done on curbs at one point. You know, yeah. like you watch some of that old day one footage, and it's like everything's been done on <laughs> a curb. And but at the time, yeah, I don't know. I think. I had just started getting into kickflip front 50s and all that shit I think was coming around at that time, you know, like dudes kickflip front 15 rails and I don't know, nollie flips were always comfortable. So it was just kind of the same shit, just nollie flip nose grind. But <laughs> yep. I was trying to think I was on some shit. I was hoping I was on something. <laughs> you were definitely on some shit. That one didn't make <laughs> sense for a long time. Like People didn't start doing that one more mainstream till later. 
Yeah. yeah. That was a fun one. How come your uh, your got gold part didn't have audio? That was that was a weird one. That video was all over the place, kind of. <laughs> it was. I mean, I think that was just like I said. That was you know the era in skateboarding. Um, I think that might have been the first time I ever met the dude from Gold. Was editing that video. Like somehow I just knew about Gold. Yeah. Back in Massachusetts, and I think a shop Eastern Border. I don't know who. Someone reached out to them, and I started riding for Gold just randomly. It was like it was still really small back then. And I was on a Cali trip and I think the dude lived in LA and was like, oh, you know, I'll pick you up and come work on your video part. I don't know. We just ended up at his house in like in a room with a computer. And I don't think he was like a computer dude, you know, and it was basically me with the footage. Like, here's my footage. And we tried to load it up and something probably didn't work. And we just, <laughs> oh. it, you know, like it wasn't even a thought, you know, nothing was like that for me, at least at the time. I didn't care, you know, things weren't as serious or. Yeah production wise you know it was like here's a fucking funny comedy clip and some footage and yeah gangster wheels and that was it you know that's actually hey, amazing turned out sick you were in a fucking video with marcus mcbride one of his best Hell parts yeah of his that career. part was so good huh yeah so sick and what pat washington rapping wasn't that in the yeah, video pat washington and uh henry sanchez both henry. rapping <laughs> yeah Jesus. yeah so cab back nose blunt henry sanchez that's a pretty good video <laughs> So uh, what company turned you pro and how did, how'd you find out? Was there uh, What's the story behind that? Um, I went pro for Expedition kind of by, I mean, DC kind of made the decision, I would say, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was all around the same time. I was in the DC video, like I had just gotten on a couple months before that video as an am, and, you know, and filmed as much as I could for that. And then I remember when we were on the premiere tour for that, like traveling around, just watching the video everywhere. Um, the team manager sitting me down and kind of saying, you know, let's start thinking about being pro. But at the time, they wanted me to ride for Seek, which was funny. They weren't really, like, very supportive Ooh. of me going pro for Expedition. There was a really? big, like, you know, it was during those areas, you know, yeah. K-List, Deerdeck, Seek, like, Workshop. It was yeah. Seek winning, was sick, you know. Man. Yeah. yeah, it was sick, you know, and I I just wanted to ride for Expedition, you know. So yeah. it worked out, you know, obviously Expedition was down and DC was down and so yeah, they gave me a board and that was it. I always wondered how that works, like because everyone has to be on board if you're going to turn pro, right? Because like I don't know how it works. Do you get raises across the board? Like if if your board company wants to turn you pro, but your shoe company is like, nah, we don't want to like pay you a pro salary. Like how does that work? Who chooses? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's probably different these days and stuff. I mean, I don't really know. But back then it was, you know, if you had a, a shoe company and clothing, you just wanted to make sure everyone was on board. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Even more so if you if you didn't have a shoe company, I would say, because then if your board sponsor was like, oh, I want to turn you pro, but you're like, flow for shoes, then it's like, <laughs> yeah. no one's going to put you on as a pro, you know? So it's like, you just kind of had to make sure you kind of had the whole package, you know, and everyone was on board. And but then how, how you do know? you get surprised then? Because like, everyone's always apparently getting I surprised. That's... I don't know if... Are I don't you know, actually that didn't happen to me. No, <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised. The board company's making the choice, and it's just like, you better hope your shoe company's down, because we're going <laughs> I mean, it. at this day, you know, I mean, before it was like, I feel like you had to get built up and marketed, and mm-hmm. it was this whole process to where it's now, I feel like things are quick, you know, internet's quick, so yeah. it's like, if someone's got some hype right now, do it, and you can put their name on a board and move some product, you know, why not? Why have them sit there as an AM and basically not 
make something off them as a company. I don't know. You know, you can yeah. see both sides of it, you know, so. But at the same time, it's it's a lot of times these days I trip. I'm like, that dude's pro. Like, it's kind of quick these days. I don't know. It used to be, I mean, you used to have like a, a three-part minimum or some shit back then. Yeah. I feel like there was <laughs> rules. You had to have a resume, yeah. Something, but things were different, you know. So mm-hmm. everything, I think, you know, these days, just because it's so quick, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that keeps my hopes alive, you know. Fucking hell. <laughs> all, we, all we need is that moment, you know, and just capitalize. That's what oh it's about. Oh, my God. That's yeah. too casual, bro. You're sliding them in too casually these days. Just kidding. <laughs> so First Love was a great skate video. One of the last great Transworld videos, in my opinion. One of the ones that really had that like big impact on the skate world before the internet fully took over. Um, how was filming for that? It seemed like you guys had a, a good crew, good era. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. Again, it was. I just knew John Holland back then. He was from this area, Carlsbad. Lived around here, not from here, but you know, lived here at the time. And uh, we would just always film with him. So he just was nice enough to ask me to have a part. You know, and same thing, kind of. I don't know. My whole like now when I look back on things, it's like I always wish I tried harder or something. Like even back then when they told me it was like. I was like, I'll just film whatever, you know, and you'll get the tricks kind of. And it's, I didn't really like relate it in my head that like, oh shit, this is a trans world video part, you know, kind mm-hmm. of, but stoked on how it came out. It, it came out as a good part, but um, yeah, I would just film with him basically back then. I didn't really skate with any of the other dudes in the video. They took a trip out to Spain and I ended up not going on that trip and ended up going a tiny bit later with DC. So DC was nice enough to give them my footage. Oh, so, okay. There you go. Um, that's how that all worked out. But yeah, I mean, same thing, you know, still just kind of hyped to skate, you know, John Holland's the best. I don't know if you guys know that dude at all, but Mm-mm. just the fucking best dude to go skate with. And like, I don't know, sometimes it sucks trying to trick forever, you know, but he yeah. never made it like weird, you know, it's just like, Oh, just chill. And he'd start yeah. skating with you or whatever, you know, just good times back then. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> your front side half cab on flat had everyone trying to mimic it. Where you pop it and then rotate it a little bit late. Were you aware of this trend setting you did, or uh, was it just your simple little frontside half cab? I wasn't. Yeah, I mean that was how I did them. I think we used to try, you know, everything to put a little flare on it back then. You know, <laughs> I would try a little harder to heel flip. You know, like yeah. you get a little lazier as you get older. But uh, I mean, that's still how I do the frontside half cab. It's like I don't know. That's how it works for me. If I if it floats away from me, if I don't yeah do the the tweak down but i can't do it nolly i try to mimic them nolly and it just does not fucking uh, that's happen. Right. It's yeah not the same but i know i'm sure you did too like after that video came out just we going tried going yeah. out front and just trying to fake yolly and turn late like everyone was trying that shit <laughs> it didn't work for me man <laughs> so funny too because same thing it's like i think that day i remember i broke john holland's camera trying to front side flip down those stairs so he had to like leave the session to go get a new camera and i think i went and got a burrito and it was one of those things where you're like not is this whack but you know what i mean like yeah i don't know question when you're in the moment yeah you're just like what the fuck am i doing like who cares about this line kind of and then all of a sudden when it comes out you know that's like what everyone talked about so oh that fucking line like all those flat ground tricks and you're like like what about the triple set or you know whatever you think's gonna be like the the no it's always a small thing man it's the front side half cab yeah you definitely had our whole squad trying them like that that's for sure (laughs) that's funny man i don't think anyone had a very good one but uh, Tom Morrison, yeah, our buddy. He's always been pretty steezy. He was able to copy the frontside half cab <laughs> swag. He figured it out. 
<laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, so you're pro for DC, you're pro for Expedition, everything's going great, and then all of a sudden Plan B gets resurrected. How did they approach you to ride for them, and how tough was it to make that move? That one was kind of not brewing for a minute, but I mean, I was already traveling with Danny and Colin a lot during the DC days, and uh, I think I used to talk about Plan B back then, you know, just like asking them questions about Plan B, just being a fan growing up with it, and you know, I think them kind of whatever happening with Seek and Workshop at the same time, you know, I think Seek was done, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, they had probably already been thinking about it for years, so it was just kind of one of those talks that would get thrown around, like, what if Plan B started again, and then fast forward all of a sudden, you know, however many months later, there was like a real like, hey, we're we're going to start plan B, you know, and we want you to be a part of it and PJ and Paul and we're going to fucking do it, you know, and it's kind of like you couldn't say no type thing, you know, so. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's like, I I didn't really want to quit expedition. I was perfectly fine and content, but at the same time I couldn't like not at this, you know, (laughs) it's like. Sometimes you just got to say yes and take the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, even if it wasn't going to work out, which it didn't eventually, it was like I, I would have kicked myself if I wasn't a part of that and stopped yeah. coming out being like, fuck, I could have <laughs> that dude later on. You know, I could have been that dude. Or whatever. <laughs> like, so, yeah, that, that was it, man. Just, you know, Danny and Colin talking and everyone kind of agreeing and being down at the same time. And and it worked. It came out really crazy at first. I mean, those <laughs> first came out runs so were hot. You guys came out hot, man. <laughs> they were pretty bad though i mean the original graphics and just the whole start the way it came out at syndrome was uh i don't think it was what any of us were expecting you know it was mm-hmm. there was a lot of kinks that needed to be ironed out in the beginning but uh it, it did what it was supposed to do you know it yeah it became a fucking big company i think it still is i don't know i don't really see what kids are buying and stuff these days but i'm pretty sure they still like plan b yeah, yeah. who knows well weren't you guys teammates for a sec <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. You guys were teammates for a sec. I went through a similar thing in Canada, <laughs> riding for on Plan B, Plan B flow. Yeah. yeah, Colin and Danny approached him. He was riding nice. for something else at the time. Yeah, he just knew he couldn't pass on the opportunity to uh, no, get that Canadian it. flow. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's man. what's up right there. So from the outside looking in, it looked like you guys were basically on a rock star pedestal. What was it like riding for the Plan B Super Time? Any uh, any good memories from the time? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much all good memories. It was, it was kind of, uh, you know, I think that was the look they were going for or whatever, kind of, you know, like big time mm-hmm. top dogs type thing. So, you know, we everything was huge. We'd travel and the demos were fucking Massive. big. People were going insane. We had Sheckler get on the team when his oh. show was really hitting and then it was yeah. like a whole nother level, you know, like yeah, anywhere you went was just like, here, free sandwiches free this come to this club like just like come to this club yeah just like an abundance of like here take this type stuff just from like walking next to sheckler you know or like it, it was just it was a crazy time you know there's just a lot of shit hitting p-rod you know everyone's on the top of their game then yeah mega ramp happening and danny oh was my like, god who knows what he was jumping at the time yeah there was it was awesome man nothing but good memories with them really i remember those like the first tour videos and stuff were all edited with like rock concerts so it was like kind of like <laughs> brainwashed you into like these guys are rock stars too and then yeah, what was yeah. that one cheering after the tricks yeah, and stuff yeah. there was a few yeah like little promos that yeah that we kept doing i think at maybe at trade shows or i forget what they were but those things were sick and then there was always talk of a video but it was like 
you guys were too epic to put a video <laughs> out for some reason. It was like the video was in the works for like 10 years or something. And by then half the team wasn't on. They had a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I was still on, I remember going to video meetings, you know, where it was like kind of having some footage and showing it and talking about it. But I mean, it took years later down the road mm-hmm. for it to happen. I think it's, it's probably hard, you know, when you're at that level, you want to make sure you're putting out the, the the 110% best shit ever, you know? So I think probably as a footage gets a year old, you probably want to discard it. And it Keep seems going, like maybe yeah. just never really got anywhere. I don't know what happened. I, I wasn't a part of it after that really, but that would be stressful to put a part together <laughs> for that video. Jesus. Yeah, maybe we should I mean, blame yeah. plan B for the whole trend of no more full length videos. Cause you guys kept just putting shit out and restarting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows what's to blame? I was thinking about that recently about, I don't know, even that Coliseum shit was kind of like led to things these days that maybe are like not liked by many or something. But, you know, I mean, it was like the beginning of like, we can do it on our own and kids just kind of coming and swiping in. And that was basically our version of an internet video. Yeah. And, you know, and everyone had big budgets or not big budgets, but making full lengths. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. like the shop video comes up, which is basically like the YouTube of today or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's real talk. Coliseum was the start of it all, man. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun, but, you know, a lot of things have kind of changed. Like you said, no more full length, you know, the whole formula is just yeah. just different these days. The whole formula is Instagram, man. It's just quickness, man. Yeah. It's just... In and out. We're yeah. big fans of your Instagram, man. You kill it on there. Oh, geez, thanks. That's uh, You pull one of, our, uh, funny. one of our good homies, Morgan Smith, pulls your move all the time to, like, self-cam, just film yourself. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm all about that these days. Now, having kids and shit these days, it's like I wake yeah. up at 9, or I'm up at like 6, but by 9, I'm ready to go, and it's like, it's like I don't even want to bother people, especially skating all this little dorky shit I skate these days. It's like I'm not going to call a filmer to come like look at 6-inch high pieces of cement, so it's like <laughs> I just drive around, look for weird shit, plop my phone down, take a trick. and Man, that rock spot you've been fucking up is crazy. The nollie foot back nose blunt, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, grassy. That's literally down the street from my house. So that's a water spot, man. A yeah, convenient man. spot. Yeah, it's, it's the closest hit in the neighborhood. So you and Daywan, eh, these days skating rocks and trees and shit? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, after a while, it's, it's what gets me excited. <laughs> can only see so many front feebles. After a while, you just got to skate, skate <laughs> you know? nature after a while, eh? Yeah, I mean, kind of seen a lot of shit done these days, so it's, yeah, fucking skating, waterfalls, <laughs> rocks, whatever. Yeah. So back to uh, plan B. Seemed like everything was going good, and then all of a sudden, I guess you guys had a signing. This is all word of mouth before the internet, really, so I'm not sure on the details, but... I remember hearing that your grip tape said fuck mall shops or something at a signing. Oh, yeah, that, that was the DC. Oh, right, DC, DC. That was a whole DC thing. Yeah, I was still cool with Plan B after that whole thing, but uh, the DC thing was, uh, that was funny. That was another, I don't even know how to begin with that one. Just kind of weird. Like, we went to, it was in Tennessee, I think, and we went on a tour, or like not a tour, but a trip there, you know, and it was for journeys do you guys know journeys it's like a big mall shoe store no maybe they're not up in canada or something but they're through the u.s and stuff they were like a a big mall shoe store like you go in the mall and it was like journeys and they sell like doc martens and converse and fucking yeah 
weird everything, you know, and it was like a huge account for DC. So Journeys puts on these big events where it's like motocross shows up and BMX and there's fucking bands playing in the parking lot. And it's like, Jesus, it's a full nightmare. Yeah. For me, at least, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, so basically we're in Nashville or wherever in this like cool shops, the one taking us around on the day to day real skateboard shit, you mm-hmm. know, like these are who we're hanging with and come to find out, I don't even think they could carry DC because of some weird like rights or whatever. The whole thing was just kind of one of those where I was kind of seeing the separation between skateboarding and kind of what I was about and, you know, the shit you got to do if you want it to be your job, I guess, or whatever. And, uh, and at the same time, I was just getting back from knee surgery. I was out for like a year with my ACL. So it was really like just a weird time, you know? And for me, skateboarding was about like, I don't know. I just wanted it to be fun and pure again. Mm -hmm. And I could see it losing control already. And so basically I'm at this weird event and people are like yelling at me left and right. Like not the DC people, but like, you know, I try to go skate flat ground or whatever. And like fucking security's telling me I can't be here and pick up your board. I have some lady yelling at me, telling me I got to skate the vert ramp in five minutes. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't skate vert. Like I'm not, I'm not your dude. Like yeah. oh, get on the vert ramp. It's fucking go time. And I was just like, dude, what? Like fucking enough is enough kind of, you know? Yeah. And uh, it wasn't even like a, Oh, I'm going to write this or whatever, you know, it's just like, I think I was like sitting up on a grass hill in the background, just bored, like trying to get away from the whole thing and just fuck it. doodled kind of like fuck mall shops. Like on my board, like not thinking a big deal and kind of went back down and skated and, Someone from DC saw it and like, you know, I think it was their major account. So if you're a salesperson, that's probably your bread and butter, you know, like yeah. that's their whole year's worth of money is this journeys event and making sure you're on your best behavior. So I don't think they were too stoked on my grip tape. And, you know, at the same time, I fucking wasn't too stoked on their event and their whole thing. And, you know, that was just my point. My whole point was like, I don't know. We're skateboarders, you know, like why are we doing all this shit for this? The wrong, the wrong shop, right? Yeah. And it's like, we're like their little puppies or something like get on the vert ramp or whatever, you know, and just kind of wrote that shit. And that was it. (laughs) They didn't like it. So, (laughs) Goddamn. Yeah. Fuck. Sometimes you got to do some semi whack shit to keep them checks coming, but you totally do. Yeah. You know, but when when keeping it real goes wrong. (laughs) Yeah. It was just, not what I was about at that moment, you know, and, and now that I'm older, I totally see it on their end too, you know, business is business. And mm. that was kind of a liability type thing. But at the time, like I said, I, I truly didn't care one bit. I was, I kind of knew where I wanted to be with skateboarding and what I was trying to get out of it. And mm-hmm. just dirty, dirty <laughs> money. You know, <laughs> just, I was over it, man. That's crazy that you would, they would have you like going around with the real shop and they can't even carry the goddamn shoes. And then you're doing an event for this fucking, walmart basically totally That's you know fucked. and that was my whole kind of thing you know it's like i want to go to the cool skate park that they yeah. owned and like do it there or whatever but instead it's like you know there's like emo bands on stage and it's just we're, we're a spectacle like yeah we literally had to skate the mini ramp with bmxers doing airs next to us and like you know i say mini ramp but the thing was like seven feet tall with like death extensions and i'm just coming off knee surgery and it's like i'm just trying to do the best i can out yeah. here guys you know and like fucking go here do this and it was just like Fuck. Chill. I'm, I'm kind of over it. So, yeah, that was it. That's a legendary story in skateboard history, man. Yeah. Never knew yeah, we I, got to the bottom of it. That's the way I've also heard so many different, you know, forms of that story. I like, showed up places yeah. and they're like, you knocked out the owner of Zoomies. And it's like, oh, no, I have no fucking beef with Zoomies. <laughs> like, 
oh, you hate Nike, like all this shit. I'm like, no, dude, there's, yeah. you guys are reading too deep into this. Like, yeah. I just had a fucking rough day and didn't feel it. You know? Yeah, you <laughs> like, just said, fuck it, man. Yeah, but <clears throat> it is what it is, right? Took one for the people. Tried to, man. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> didn't get me very far, but. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, eventually you part ways with plan B as well. Uh, what happened there? Uh, kind of same deal. It was around the same time getting back from knee surgery. I actually blew my knee out on a plan B trip and, uh, there were, everything about plan B was cool. Like there was never a, a bad reason or, you know, like it's just more me and where I wanted to be with skating pretty much. And, you know, it was pretty clear they wanted to go the mega route of skating and have the best and be the best. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of liked the underdog sort of situation more kind of, and liked expedition and was still friends with all them. So for me, it just kind of made sense and was a natural, I don't know, just went back. It wasn't weird or anything, you know, it was yeah. kind of like, you know, Hey, we're still here. If you're down, you know? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I just kind of, is where I was comfy. I don't know. I just, I never felt that comfortable really, you know, on plan B trips or just skating with them in general. It was all in my head. I'm sure, you know, they never once told me like any weird shit. It was just kind of like, you know, they're the mega team you know in some some moments i didn't feel so mega so mega yeah you know i was just kind of wanted to be a little more low-key or something a low-key guy but you're riding for plan b and dc it's like <laughs> yeah so yeah you can't get out of it exactly you know so i think that's what i had to realize when i kept showing up at events i didn't kind of really feel comfortable at that like this is what it is kind of you know So like you said, you got back on Expedition 1 and then then you got on Circa a few years after splitting with Plan B and DC. Uh, how did all that come about? Um, Circa, I was actually still on Plan B when I got on Circa. That was kind of, they sort of lined that one up a little bit. Like after I got off DC, you know, they wanted me to have a shoe sponsor, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, part of the deal or whatever. Not the deal, but you know. Yeah. Makes sense or whatever. And uh, I don't know who originally talked to Circa to be honest but I just know all of a sudden it was kind of I was aware that Circa was interested in down and I know Colin kind of came with me and helped out at a couple little dinner talks and stuff and at the time you know it seemed like kind of the right choice to make I guess so that's what we did I don't know it was, it was kind of a weird one you know I was never like dying to ride for Circa it was just like mm -hmm. more of a not a business move, but you know what I mean? It was like, I don't have a shoe sponsor. These dudes are down. Colin thinks it's cool. You know, I think it's okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it, I guess, you know? And then it just kind of, it was kind of downhill from the get go. So oh, that one didn't last too long, really. I don't know. So yeah, Circa, Circa was weird or has been weird ever since, like after all the, the big dogs like left, like Apple yards and stuff like that. It was always like, Always rumors that they were going out of business. Never really knew what was going on there, but they're still kicking. Yeah, totally. Which I don't, I think it's under new owners or I think the factory kind of took it over or something at this point I heard. So, I mean, it's, it's all different these days. I mean, but uh, yeah, at the time is one of the owners, I mean, they were both really cool. There was like two separate owners and one of them was more like the, you know, cool with the team party type owner. And the mm -hmm. other guy was like the probably the number crunching smarter not smarter but you know what I mean? like just the business guy that, that, that sounds so bad yeah I'm fucking well i'm sure it's super smart but he, he was the dude on the trips growing down and shit you know yeah. like marcus didn't really come and hang out often and and towards the end there it was kind of like they seemed like they weren't maybe 
community. Uh, I don't know. There was a lot of like shit going on in between the company and to the point where it kind of got pretty awkward with me and the dude, Marcus, and I was kind of couldn't be a part of that scene anymore. <laughs> so, and it was the same thing. There was a lot of dudes at the time. I was like, the whole team was texting each other, you know, like, yeah. What are you hearing? Are you getting checks? What's this? I heard this kind of like, it's just one of those bad scenes where you're like, I got to get out of this. This isn't a positive place to uh, yeah, fuck. be around. You brought them new life for a minute though. I was like, damn, circus sick again. Ryan Galanson. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I, I thought it could have been cool, man. But it's funny. After I got on too, I remember sitting at a meeting where they wanted to put on new dudes. And like at the meeting, one of the people that like kind of ran, it was like, no more fresh dudes. Like we need to, we need to get hash type dudes. And that's what, oh, what they put on like Gravettes and Guzman, which is super cool. Those dudes all rip, but I mean, it was yeah. just funny at the moment. It was like, you know, switch the image. It's kind of, it's, yeah, it was just kind of weird. It was like, okay, we got you, but like no more of that shit. Like <laughs> we're going, we're going in this direction or whatever. And it's like, okay, guys, like, cool. damn, that's weird. But I mean, no that's one knew what was going on. They had like circa combat, circa select. It was like, it was so all over the place. So you kind of, you know, everything, was, man. Yeah everything yes. or, or you know i wanted to be part of select that was my thing i was like can i just be the only dude on circus select or like get a couple different dudes like yeah. that was the best shit the select shoes were sick they were like like more you know dressy nice leathers yeah. and shit like that uh, but whatever that was just kind of a, a whole mess of skating <laughs> <laughs> i would have liked to seen them keep going in that direction they had you skating to fucking cameron and shit like it was dope yeah, I was back in that. Who needs to go hesh when you got Cameron edits? Yeah, Cameron. They were trying to get me to skate to something different, I think, but that was my choice. Kind of run with the Cameron. <laughs> I think I think Lee Dog was down with it too, though. Lee Dupont, I think, thought it was pretty amusing at the time. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what Cameron was fucking talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've you've had a million video parts and skated to so many different kinds of music. What what do you listen to day to day? I mean, that basically says it. Yeah, I listen to I'm all over the place. Yeah. I listen to so much shit. It's like, I can't take too much of anything, you know? Like, I'll listen to, obviously, I like the most fucking, like, ignorant trap type shit just to get you, like, yeah, hype. hyped. But after a little bit, you're like, this is so fucking, <laughs> I can't take any more of this, you know? And so I'll put on, like, jazz or, like, classical, and then I'll listen to, like, full-on hardcore and death metal and, like, what? <laughs> techno like i'll be listening to normal britney spears pop music with my family it's like i'm i'm all over the map dude like down with everything yeah but a lot of people just affiliated it with more of the gangster yeah i thought you were just listening to hip-hop for sure <laughs> yeah i can't do it i'm all over it like yeah well for certain things for skating i feel like it works best you know like i don't know that it's the whole tempo everything of hip-hop yeah. and rap kind of yeah, you've had you know. so many parts though, but you've only had that I can think of right now two hip hop tracks. You had the Cameron, and then my favorite combo with your skating was the Triumph Wu Tang. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I probably tried to get more. Uh, I mean, a lot of those songs weren't necessarily my choice, 100%. You know, a lot of it's the dude editing or making the video, you know, with a. Yeah we kind of go back and forth. Oh, that song doesn't really go or this one does. And yeah, you're dressed like a G in all your parts. But sometimes <laughs> yeah, I mean, was, the music wasn't reflecting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. Like I said, I, I'm sure I went in with a dip set song every time and they had to convince <laughs> me like, no, I don't, I don't think we should do that this time. But that's hilarious. You know, same with Coliseum. Even back then, I remember they were kind of like wanted to 
stay away from that sort of shit kind of yeah, yeah. well that was a classic one the, yeah. the doors track that was a good combo yeah that was a good one though that was a classic it's hard mm-hmm. to get classics these days you know everything's been, been used for the most part yeah. pretty much so you had an instant classic part in expedition one's all ages and then another in gone fishing capping it with kickflip back nose bunt down clipper how fun was it being back with the OG squad working on new video parts and and doing casual shit like kickflip back nose bunt clipper? <laughs> Super casual. Um, <laughs> it is fun, man. Those dudes are the best. You know, like being able to travel with Shani again, who's just like the funnest human in the world to go on trips with. And uh, mm-hmm. the whole crew is just, that was like who I was always the most comfy with, you know, like as far as traveling, it felt you're like traveling with your your brothers or your good friends, you know. Yeah. Even the way you could like nitpick or even talk shit to each other. It was like you you just felt closer, you know, not some like I'm here because I'm pretty good at skating and you're here because you're good at skating. Like, let's yeah. try to be friends, like kind of weird <laughs> shit, you know, like mm-hmm. it was just fun. Like, yeah, doing weird shit and just, I don't know, like too many stories for days pretty much. And, and then filming was fun, you know, because we pretty much do it on trips. So nothing but good times again. It makes it a lot easier when you're going around with uh, people you actually get along with. Totally, yeah, and being stuck, I mean, for hours on end at spots or, you know, like, mm-hmm. maybe towards the end of the, you know, the little run there we had, just being in the van with Spencer and Tom and just, you know, Miller, everyone, it was just like, it was, it was a nice little click, man, to roll with for a while there. It's, it's sad to see the boys kind of break up, but yeah, fuck. it can only last so long, I guess, so, but yeah, those those are the best dudes, man, to travel with. I miss <laughs> those fucking trips already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, still holding it down as a G, outfit-wise. And then uh, all of a sudden, Raiden came out. Uh, what was the inspiration oh, yeah, the behind <laughs> What was the inspiration behind Dude, your I- Raiden line? <laughs> Man, living, living out here, like, I despise the sun. Like, I appreciate the sun and what it does for us, but, like... Dude, there's no cloudy days in Carlsbad, really. And there gets to be a point each year by, like, June, July, where it's like, I, I can't take the sun anymore like on the back of my neck like every time i come home from skating i just got like this red neck and like the raiden was just (laughs) it's like the most sun blocking i could find and just kind of one of those things where sometimes when you start the day with the kid it just feels weird to take it off halfway through so it's like fuck it we're just finishing the line with the raiden i I think it was shady at that spot too i didn't even need it but it was i think you were up against some buildings that were had some shit yeah yeah but i mean the raiden was already on so that hat stuck out in the park so hard. Yeah, that was dope yeah. as fuck. Big fan of the Raiden line. And then, it, and then it goes straight into flip back nose blunt clipper. You got to keep them guessing, you know? <laughs> Can't yeah. be too standard. Yeah, fuck. So sadly, eventually you split up with Expedition One again. Uh, a lot of the riders were having issues. It seemed like the team was just like slowly quitting one by one. You stuck around for a while. Uh, what made you hold yeah. up for so long, but then finally pull the plug? I mean, shit. Truth, truth be told, I tried quitting before. I think all of them at one point, because <laughs> I was already. I could see it coming. You know what I mean? It, I, I had that feeling where it was like, all right. Mm-hmm. either go right now before it all crumbles or you're you're kind of not stuck but i mean there was just shit already happening that wasn't really flying not even just the money it was like the whole vibe was already kind of off there was a lot of i don't know miscommunication between people working there weird vibes that didn't get along and uh i basically 
was over it and then had a good talk with the owner where it was like, you know, if you don't have anything else to quit for, which I didn't, you know, I was just out mm-hmm. and like, kind of let's, let's give it one more honest shot together, you know, like, yeah. And it was good. You know, I, I was totally down for it. I was like, you're right. Fucking. Cause I do love expedition even to this day. So it was like, all right, let's give it one more fucking solid shot. And then yes, yeah, slowly dudes started piecing out, you know, text I'm out, I'm out. Okay. I get it, you know, like I couldn't possibly be like, oh no, stick it through. Like I know why you're bouncing, you know, like all yeah. good. I'm staying or whatever for a bit. And, you know, I had some money saved up fortunately, so I could make it through the the months of, you know, checks not really showing up. And we got back on a good run there for like six months. It was like, all right, I think maybe enough dudes left or I don't know, like things just seemed to be balancing out for a minute there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't much longer before it just became the same thing again, just like, yeah. you know. It, basically, what it comes down to is lack of communication, and towards the end, just no communication, which they've you know even kind of admitted on their part. Because I guess if you don't have good news to tell someone, it's like you know. That's what I was going to say. You, it, it's it's old on everyone's part. You know, yeah. no one wants to chase checks. No one wants to answer those calls of fucking thirty dudes calling you looking for checks. Or you know, the whole scene was just like sucks for everyone, kind of. You know, and I understood both parts of it. And uh, for me, it was more like, just tell me if the check's not showing up or, or if we might be out of business or if everything's going to be fine. Like, just kind of be honest. let me know what it's looking like here in the future. And I just kind of got to that point where I felt like I just didn't know if the next day I was going to get a call like, oh, no, that shit's gone or, you know, which it's not. It's still going, you know, and, and I don't think they ever plan on letting it go. But it just didn't feel like a, again, like a positive thing to me. And with where I'm at at skating, once again, it's funny, like almost back in those other years, it's like I... I just kind of want to enjoy it at the moment and I don't want it to be this negative thing in my life. And it did kind of become a negative thing, you know, with that whole scene. So I just wanted to remove myself from it. Yeah. <laughs> just not deal with it anymore. You'd seen it before with Circa. So you, yeah, you knew what was it. I've been through it with a lot of different companies. Yeah. And it's like, it, it just fucking kills you, man. Just not knowing and having to chase down people and oh, this, maybe this week. And it's like, dude, it's not I got coming. bills too, man. I, I got yeah. fucking kids in the house. It's like, this isn't like, I'm not a, like a kid on the couch, like be straight with me about this shit kind of, you know? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's like, I just got to a point where it's like, I don't want this anymore. Like, I don't want skateboarding to have this attachment of like these negative weird things. Like, I don't know. I just want to enjoy it again. So that's what I do. I fucking skate on the weekends by myself pretty much. And, <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> that's it. That's amazing, man. As long as it's fun again, you know what I'm saying? Totally, and that's that's where I want it, you know? It sucks yeah. when you... Not that skating was ever not fun, but the shit that comes along with it sometimes, you know? You have to kind of check yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck am I really doing? Kind of like considering riding for these companies that, you know, if you asked me when I was 16, I would have been like, what? Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, 500 bucks? Like, really? <laughs> like, you know, you had to be like, nah, dude, I'm fucking I'm over this. Like, yeah. I want this shit. So now we see you rocking the swoosh. After a brief New Balance stint, and you're skating all kinds of different boards, what's the game plan going forward as far as sponsorship? Man, there's not much of a game plan, to be honest. It's just, you know, the New Balance thing seemed right at the moment because they're from Boston, and and I was kind of psyched on that. Before it even came out, I heard they were going to do that. I was like, oh, I want to be a part of that kind of, you know, and kind of gave it my effort or whatever, and it just didn't really seem like it was going to go anywhere, kind of, so... Just wore some S for a minute after that, and then just hit up Scuba at Nike because I've kind of known him off and on, you know, for some years. And it is what it is. I mean, fuck it, you know. Nike boxes are tight. They good. I love Stefan's shoe, and yeah, 
you know, I have no plans. It's not like I'm talking to them or trying to get on trips or anything. It's just kind of like whatever. I have shoes to skate right now. I have boards to skate. That's that's where I am. I don't even think about it. You know, five days of the week, I'm just doing school with my kid. And like, I, it's not even a thought, to be honest, kind of, you know what I mean? And then it's like on the weekend, like I got my shit, I go skate. and The perfect thing. Yeah, I'm just not putting thought into it at this moment. If something happens, that would be great, you know, wherever. Who knows where I'll end up, you know, but I'm not really banking on it or, you know, even putting much effort into it at this point, kind of. Yeah. Not that I'm not skating, you know, but it's just had a good fucking run, kind of, you know. It's like I'm content with where I'm at and it's anything else is a bonus at this point, you know. It's not like something I'm chasing right now. This ain't my dream chasing and all that shit. I think the industry, personally, I think the industry's blowing it. You're fucking shredding, straight legend. Uh, RG needs ah, to be on mean, some teams, yo. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a tough place, man. There's a lot of a lot of dudes and not a lot of homes at the moment, you know. And so I'm saying, what did what did Lowry say? There's only many se- only so many seats in a car. Yeah, that was his thing. Yeah, crazy. It's true, you know, and. You know, I'm not out here to fool anyone either. It's like, I don't know what people expect out of me, you know, and I don't want to try to be pretending like I'm going to fucking, I'm going to change it for you. I'm going to totally make this company the best. Like, <laughs> I'm just fucking realistically another dude these days. I mean, there's so many dudes that are good. You said earlier, Instagram, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, get get the new flow dude and turn him pro real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can't really give him all this promise. It's like, I think, you know, fair to say I'm on my tail end of things, you know. Like I said, anything's a bonus at this point. I'm not going to I'm not gonna stress or, you know, getting awkward. Yeah, we definitely enjoy keep watching you skate, man. Thank you. I appreciate oh, it. Yeah. We're not alone. There's tons of us out there. You can maybe expect a, an Instagram clip or two a month or something. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to them, dog. Slowly feed it. So, yeah. You like we just said, you've had uh, one of the most epic careers. No shortage of video parts, photos, interviews, the whole nine. Uh, any regrets along the along the road, or anything you wish you could do over? Nah, not so much regrets. Like I said, I mean, you know, maybe tried harder on things that I didn't know were going to be, you know, as big as maybe they were or or whatever stuff like that. You know, sure, there was more things I could have tried doing contests or you know more opportunities, but. I wouldn't say regrets, you know, I had a fucking nice ride so far. This has been, I was able to kind of do it the way I wanted slightly and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, actually make it happen for like 15 years, which is a blessing, you know, so no regrets really, you know, maybe just one or two harder tricks in those video (laughs) parts is all I could have asked for, but, Uh, you know, a little more switch or something. uh, That's amazing. That's good to hear, man. Love, love hearing when, when your favorite skaters fucking are content with everything in their careers. Yeah, I mean, you got to be kind of, you know, it's it's a lot of, I don't know. I never wanted to be the old dude not milking it, but you know what I mean? Sometimes you see dudes and you're like, ah, well, yeah, dude's got a board. And and I still could. I mean, there's people that are like trying to support it kind of, you know, but like I said, it's like, it's kind of also where I want to be with it. You know, if it's something where I can feel like it's comfy and I don't have to do shit that I don't necessarily want to, Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? Or, or, Or rep a company you don't want to. Exactly, yeah. Something that's like, I'm not friends with any of these guys. Like, hop in the van and see if it works. Yeah. Like, Not going to work. Eh, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, if I can hang out here and do my thing, you know, and it's like, that's a... Things are working. I don't know. I've been talking to different people and just kind of, like I said, doing what I wanted to do and enjoying myself. Hell yeah. Yeah, but if anyone knows the answer, man, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working on that, too. <laughs>
The last question, what's next for Ryan Gallant? We're going to get another video part out of you, man. One of our uh, one of our good friends, Cody Brown, is a lifelong Ryan Gallant fan, and he, he's begging for one more part, dog. It's tough, man. It, it, it could happen, but it's I think a lot of things in skateboarding would have to change for me to want to do it. It's just not worth the what goes into a video part kind of at this point, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's cool. But I mean, yeah, if it was the right project, you know, if obviously, you know, you're on Nike or Vans or someone and they're working on a big project, then, Mm -hmm. then yes. But if it's just going to be some, you know, here, work on this for fucking a year and a half of your life. So it can just be a Tuesday afternoon on the website. (laughs) I I don't care, man. Like I don't even watch video parts really anymore. So it's hard for me to get motivated to, Mm -hmm. to want to do that, that, you know, I myself wouldn't even click on. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> click on my part probably. So are you kidding? Yo, right, we're clicking on that part every day. <laughs> Let's though. get a petition going to yep. get Ryan Gallant in the next Chronicles uh, Nike video. Let's do it. Scuba hope. Steve, you yeah. listening? Oh man, I don't know. It has to come on like DVD or VHS, or you can't just be in the air. <laughs> no more air parts. Yo, y'all know what time it is. It's rapid fire with the ghost, baby. And this week, we brought to you by Top of the World Skate Shop in Ottawa, Ontario. And you know they just got that spring gear in from Christy NYC, a new sock and apparel brand from New York photographer Pep Kim, backed by Aaron Harrington, Dick Rizzo, and Josh Wilson. Available in-store and online at topoftheworld.com. Go and get you some. My man, Ryan Gallant, you ready? Sure, let's give it a shot. <laughs> Favorite skater? Uh, Matt Hensley. Favorite video? Hocus Pocus, just because that's probably the real answer. Favorite video part? Right now I want to give it to maybe Keith Kirchart, man, in, in the Trans World video. That part gets me. Favorite style? Kenny Anderson, but at the same time, Ellington's got something different going. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? I don't know. I mean, PJ still probably in my book is there. I don't know who skates nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Sick. Can't go wrong with PJ. Favorite trick? Uh, Maybe nolly flips. Hardest trick for you? I still haven't landed a front foot impossible. I've been trying for like 20-something years. (laughs) So we'll probably say that. Most illegal trick. I would have said like all that front foot weird shit, but that kind of went away and now it's become like all this running around on your skateboard and <laughs> cavemaning and I don't know. Most illegal <laughs> to me is still like a front tail side to anything front side out, like front tail side, front 360s and shit. Like, I don't know why I can't Yo, stand that for some reason. I back that. What, like front tail, like big spin, front tail, 270, all that shit? Anything that way, yeah, like a front tail, heel flip that way. Like, I don't know, for some reason, it's just like, <laughs> it does something. doesn't make me happy. Our homie Brian Weary will be happy to hear that one. Does he run that one? No, he hates that shit, too. <laughs> okay, because I, I have a lot of friends that do it, so it's like, I don't I don't necessarily hate the person that does that <laughs> shit, but yeah. just to me, that motion is like something I would never want to go and do. It's like... yeah. I got to go rewatch your parts and make sure you're not uh, shooting yourself in the foot. No, nah, I don't think you'll ever find a front tail 360. I mean, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I did some illegal shit when I was younger. Of course, everyone did. Everyone. <laughs> you do tail slide kickflips back to regs too, so. 
See, that's the thing. You got to go back to forward. That's what Heath Kirchart would do. Heath, Heath, his tail sides go to forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the musket to fakie, which I love, but <laughs> always take it to forward. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Shit, maybe that Raiden hat. That's pretty oh. classic. <laughs> Real talk. Glad someone captured that. <laughs> Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Probably something of Danny's over the mega ramp or something. Worst bunt of your career? Shit, I, there's been quite a few. Maybe anything back 360. There's been like many times in my life where I thought I had back threes and I'd go and try to do it somewhere and just like had no idea what I was doing and died pretty much. Major bunt? Yeah, pretty bad, man. That's like the life bunt. Back threes. <laughs> what trick was the biggest battle for you to land? I remember the first time I did big spin back nose blunts being in some, some lengthy battles back then. Just the same shinner every time. You know those sort of tricks where it's like it just hits the same spot yeah, every yeah, time yeah. for hours and hours. Hate those tricks. Uh, what's the one trick that got away? Front foot impossibles, maybe still. <laughs> Fuck, I want to do one, dude. <laughs> that was like back then, you know what I mean? Like that was the ultimate. Like you could front foot impossible back then. Like I still can't do it, man. It's messed <laughs> up. That's a uh, Boston legend, Ariel Pearl, man. He's, that's his trick. You know what I mean? One? Yeah, I know Ariel. They, I think they used to call us like evil twins. We kind of have a similar look to each other. We were like same age and stuff. Yeah. Who's your guilty pleasure skater? Jeff Wan Song. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, right? People think that's weird, but that dude shit is so like... I think he listens, man. Up. He's going to be hyped on that. I mean, yeah, you got to give it to him in a way. I get it. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. You're going to like 360 double hard flip down some like 12 stairs. Like that shit. <laughs> Bonkers. Favorite local brand? Raw. Raw is tight. Hell yeah. Orchard's a shop, but I consider it a brand because they're kind of there. Yeah. They're like a fucking brand. Orchard's tight. Favorite local skater? Tamal Taylor. That's like local legend. Never heard of him, but I'm sure the Boston homies listening. Boston legend, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's half cab heel flipping the game. Half cab heels, shout out. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. got him. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you got to have a half cab heel. <laughs> i got one coming i got one cooking this summer yeah you can pop that trick so good if you want yeah favorite teammate ever so many to choose from i'll, I'll give it to shanny just off the top of my head dude's fucking so fun had so much fun with him over the years worst company i don't know if you've ever heard of like bizzo or sand shoes australia or <laughs> some weird some weird shit that happened in skating at one point it was pretty horrible there might be like three people out there that are gonna be like yeah that shit was fucking whack yeah, but if Bizzo offers me these days, I might say <laughs> yes. So I might be taking this answer back in a couple months here. <laughs> Worst trend? I don't know, dude. Everything's a trend now. It's like all just a big blur. Mm. Fucking dad denim and goofy shit and trap music. It's just a <laughs> big blur of the same shit. <laughs> it's like every Instagram video is the same. It's like a dude in light denim dancing to some trap music and like zooming in on the trick. It's like fucking get it, man. <laughs> Same formula. Worst style. I remember Jim Bates being pretty bad back in the day. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? <laughs> I don't know. These days, anyone. It's just me. Me and my camera. <laughs> no one's allowed on the fucking sesh. Just me. It's over everyone. Yeah, Filmer. That's the last dude on the sesh. <laughs> just kidding. I like Filmers. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the interview with Ryan Gallant. My man, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us tonight. Yeah, totally. Thank you guys. Hopefully that didn't suck too bad or 
True East yeah. G yeah. in the building. True, Love it, man. Hit him, with, East, the, man. Yeah. hit him with the Renee Renee skit, dog. Gonna night, Mr. Ryan Gallant. <laughs> Give him the big R. Rye Rye? RG, baby. Thanks for coming on, dog. Uh, yeah, Renee Renee, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Canada. All right, guys. Welcome to the post office. As y'all know, brought to you by our good friends at Time Bomb Trading. And this week we talk in the Time Bomb Morocco tour video premiere, as well as Skate Skate's brand new video, Compulsive Behavior, Friday, April 28th at Fortune Sound Club in Vancouver. They also have a premiere going down in Quebec City and Montreal, featuring a photo show by Will Jivkoff and Sam Fidlin and the new King Shit Mag release. God damn, y'all can't miss that shit. Make sure you're there. You've got mail. First up, we got an email from Jeffrey Kolominski. Have you ever been able to pick up a girl because of live skating? Not just at a bar talking about skating, but actually skateboarding in front of them? If not, then why not just work out in addition to skating? Not like you can take your switch trade to the beach, you diggy? <laughs> no, I definitely can't say that my uh, my Switch 180s on flat have ever uh, helped me get a girl. Sa- save is the one with the Switch trace, so let's hear from him. Um, off the top of my head, I gotta say no to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Skating is my sanctuary. I ain't trying to be worried about G's in them streets. Probably There's probably so many that were down, but I was just so focused on uh, that nollie flip crook. <laughs> I just didn't even notice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly right. All right, next up, we got an email from S. Bassford. Yo, what up, boys? Regular listener here. Keep it up. The show is dope. My question is, what do you guys think about all these raw cut edits that seem to be prevalent lately? In my opinion, it's just an excuse for Thrasher and other websites to have more content when it's just bails and high fives for 15 minutes. Yeah, I love raw edits. Gonna have to disagree with you, because sometimes I watch a part and I don't really give a shit about it. If I don't like the music or something, you know, it's hard to appreciate just all makes, all the makes in like two minutes of skating. You say, oh, I've seen all this shit before because there's so many, so many parts coming out nowadays that I actually appreciate more seeing uh, the struggles. And like, you know, there's robots like Miles Silvis who you think just land everything first try. Uh, and then you see behind the scenes and he's actually eating hella shit. And it kind of makes me uh, respect the effort more. Uh, and then there's some that are just so fucking insane. Elijah Burrell, goddamn. Whole new appreciation for him after watching his raw edits. So uh, yeah, I'm down still. <laughs> That's some fucking real talk. I can appreciate the raw edits too, man. I think it was uh, it was raining all day here in Washington yesterday, so we we're stuck inside watching video parts. And that uh, what's that uh, that Nigi on uh, Foundation, Corey Wilson, the the crazy motherfucker. I've I've watched this part before and just saw all the makes one after another, and it was just a little too much information to handle. <laughs> but after watching his his raw files, goddamn, I got put a little more respect on that guy's name. Yeah. Shit, he's doing his twisted, yo. What the fuck was even up with that last 50-50 he did? Yeah. I, the hell kind of real is that? At first, I thought the, the nose grind should have been the last trick for sure. <laughs> yeah. In the like, actual part. And then you see the rawness of that 50-50, and you're just kind of like, hey, yeah. 
this dude's a psycho still he is fucking insane and it looks like he's having fun doing it which is even more worrisome <laughs> that nose grind was savage too though holy crap all right next up we got an email from richard j williams and it's actually a voice memo still <laughs> Yo, safe uh, Dono, the Bunt Live, back at it. We love y'all here in Ohio. Uh, we just want you to know that y'all got the best podcast popping. I can't watch dudes in hats with some lame fucking co-host drinking the all day, interviewing dudes about some fucked up subscription network, trying to make it seem like everything's all good when it's not. Uh, just keep it popping off. We love y'all. Peace. I'm not sure what he's talking about, but damn, we got mad love for Ohio. We got love for this homie. He's got our back. I don't know too much about that uh, subscription network ETN. One thing I know is, though, if y'all want to subscribe to anything, hit us up the podcast app on your iPhone. Yeah. Subscribe to that, Ducky. I'm shocked, yo. Richard J. Will, major shouts. I didn't think I'd have any. I guess maybe you're a fan of Donald, but... I'd be hating on I'd be hating on Cleveland left, right, and center, but you're still down. So major shouts to you. Cavs are about to get dusted by Paul George four games straight. He doesn't care about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tell the kid we love him. Thank you for emailing. We got a new homie in Richard J. Williams, Doug. Yeah, Ohio, turn up, stand yo. up. Yo, Coop, Paul at us, dog. We still waiting for you, homie. Next up, we got an email from Jay. Hey, what's good, Bunt peeps? I've been listening since the last summer when I saw y'all on the slap boards. Good shit. I live in the Chicago area, but I grew up in Minnesota, so I fucks with you Canadian niggies heavy. Safe, I heard you say your dad's from Cameroon, and that's what's up. Mine is too. Did you grow up eating African food? If so, what's your favorite? Personally, my favorite is Fufu and Eru. That's just the bomb. Anyway, love the show. Keep taking shots at the industry. That's what keeps skateboarding cool. Only thing I got to say is we got to get a little bit more hockey talk from Dono. I know Saver don't like hockey and that's messed up, especially since it's playoffs and shit. Who you got for the cup? I got to say the way Jake Allen's been playing in net and fucking with my wild, they've got a good shot, but I like how Toronto's been playing too. Austin Matthews is a beast. Speaking of Toronto, Polak's injury was nasty. I broke my ankle skating in February and I'm still five weeks out from walking after having surgery and shit. Anyway, I've been talking too long. Just hype y'all are back. Keep doing what you're doing. God damn, that's some respect from Jay right there. All right, couple questions to go out in there. Seifa, what's your favorite African food? I know uh, Seifa loves his fine dining. If you ever get the chance to have a sleepover at Seifa's, make sure he uh, cooks you up a meal. The man is fire in the kitchen. But uh, you gonna answer that one for the homie? Yeah, if you come over, you know what I'm saying? I got waffles on deck. I got... Uh, corn flakes, 2% milk, speciality. Carrots. Uh, carrots and hot sauce. Major <laughs> shouts to Jay. African food, my favorite thing is uh, j'adore les beignets, you know what I'm saying? Also, any sort of goat combo I get down with. Goat stews and shit like that with some uh, couscous. Okay, moving on. Next question he said is, who do we got for the Stanley Cup? Well, who? My Maple Leafs out here, uh, we in tough against Washington, down 3-2. We got a big game going on tonight, which is Sunday. God damn, I can't take another loss out here in Washington. Two's been bad enough. Plays hockey gods hit me with a W. 
But uh, aside from the Maple Leafs, who am I going to take for the Stanley Cup? I'm going to have to go with shit, man. It's a tough one. I'm going to say... Oh, you heard it here shit. first. The ghost. Nashville, baby. They on a run. Oh. Chicago ain't ready. Let's go. They're done, man. They swept them. Chicago's dust. Nashville's already moving on. Who do you on. think you're telling that to? What do you think? I you said, let's go. Yeah, I know. About Chicago. Oh, I said Nashville. Yeah, I thought you meant, like, keep going. You've been paying attention? No, I just know that Nashville swept the Blackhawks. And I'm saying Nashville's okay, going to win well, it all. Forgive me. Forgive me for not expecting that you knew that. Fuck it, I'm going with the Penguins. Too much offense, man. You can't hold them down. So I'm going with Pittsburgh. Last question he said was, Matthews is a beast. That goes without saying. My dog. Moving on. Yo, shouts, Jay. <laughs> Cameroon. We out here. <clears throat> Last up, we got an email from Julian Lamb. What up, dogs? Hype that you guys had the opportunity to do the bunt live, live. I hope more opportunities come in the near future. I got three questions for the both of y'all. Damn, three. In the Grant Patterson interview, which is currently my favorite episode, Safa said in reference to Popolardo Grant's beef, never meet your idols. In this social media day and age, is following your idols the equivalent? What do you think? I'm going to go with no. Meeting someone in person changes everything. Y'all can be fake as hell still on social media. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Like me on social media, <laughs> I'm pure whack, but in real life... I'm a G. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. What do you guys think? Number two, it's April and you know 420 was popping. Low key 420 or day. So I got a Kush related question. Skating while high. Yeah or nah? This is your area of uh, expertise. Why don't you take this one? Yeah, I don't actually uh, do any drugs. So I don't know. But I don't like skating drunk. Nobody does. That shit's impossible. Um, definitely skating while stoned, man. 100. Every time. And number three, fuck Mongo pushing while cruising. What the fuck? Like, stop. And with that out the way, how many switch Mongo pushes are acceptable in a line? <clears throat> Where you 180 into switch and push X number amount of times to the next trick. I say two. Cheers, Julian. Um, I think if you're... Uh, old enough and you and you have hella respect on your name like stevie williams josh kalis rodrigo tx those are the three that come to mind you can mongo push all day and ain't no one gonna say shit you know what i'm saying i'm also gonna add into that uh if you're brazilian just uh keep doing that switch mongo push however many times you want man yeah true. hit it with that brazilian power i fucks with it real talk real talk all right that's gonna wrap up the post office for episode two Turn up. Keep sending them emails in. Safer loves this shit. (laughs) Turn up. What's up, y'all? Welcome to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Like we said, I'm on the road in Washington right now, so uh, we're going to have to keep this one short. But we always got to give y'all a quick update, especially in playoff season. So, Ghost, what's popping in the NBA playoffs? Looks like Golden State's going to make quick work of Portland. But uh, we got some interesting brewing over there with the Clippers in Utah. Blake Griffin out. What's up, G? Rudy Gobert also out. I'm hoping Utah ties it up tonight because I called uh, Jazz in seven. And I still got faith, man. ISO Joe, real one. 
But uh, Chris Paul had something to say last game. Goddamn, he single-handedly blessed the Jazz in the fourth. Big game tonight, y'all. Or I guess it's not tonight. Tonight from uh, when we're recording. Next up, we got the battle of our MVP candidates. You know, my main man, Russ, had something to say. Came back, answered the bell. It's 2-1 Houston. Are you officially on the Westbrook uh, bandwagon? Oh, no. James Harden had a chance to win it at the buzzer. <laughs> After two blowouts in the first two games, the Thunder barely pulled it out. I still got Houston in five. I didn't want it to be this competitive. I wanted Kawhi and his boys to get out of there quick and painless, but now it's 2-2. Coach David Fisdale, or whatever his name is, getting fucking sound bites after every goddamn game. The uh, the Grizzlies bandwagon is starting to fill up, and I ain't too happy about it, dog. Yo, man, got love for the Grizz. Always cheer for the Grizz against San Antonio in the playoffs. They beat them as the eighth seed a few years back. Zebo doing his thing, but yo, it's the Mike Conley era, man. 35 points, some huge shots. Him and Kawhi went back and forth. Big shot after big shot. Two words can describe that game, Dougie. Oh, man, it was a barn burner down the stretch, baby, overtime. Well, give me some energy with that, man. Give me some energy with that barn burner. I just woke up, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I have no clue who's going to win this series, but it's hard to pick against Pop. But fuck, man, Mike Conley assist to Marc Gasol for the game winner with 0.7 seconds last night. Mad things are going. Can't wait for the rest of that. I really respect and like both teams. So whoever wins, I'm happy for. Real talk. All right, moving over to the Eastern Conference. Chicago stole two games in Boston to start the series, but the King of the Fourth answered back. It's two-one Chicago. I still ain't too worried. I think Boston's moving on here. Hey man, even down 0-2, I was still saying Boston in seven. Avery Bradley's my favorite player in the NBA. Let's go. Next up, we got Washington and Atlanta. John Wall, this man is playing possessed right now. King of the fast break. You think ATL's got a shot here or what? No, definitely not. But like I said, if Paul Millsap can put up the monster stat lines, they have a chance. You know, if he's if he's doing his thing, get a little something from Tim Hardaway Jr., a little something from inconsistent Bazemore, and uh, Schroeder has a half-decent game, they're in it, but... The Wizards got too many weapons, and uh, I think they're going to put these fools away with two straight victories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up, whew, you know this one's over. I don't even need you to speak on this one. Cleveland's up three games to none. They're about to dust the Pacers. We'll just uh, keep moving on. Last but not least, our very own Toronto Raptors against the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm starting to hate Giannis when I usually like him, but uh, game four, man, they they made it uh, they made it a dirty one, and we were we were able to get the win on the road. What's going on now? We got a best of three. Who you taking? I got to take the Raps only because I'll be so pissed and over them for life if they lose in the first round again. So Lowry, DeRozan, step up, Ibaka, let's get it. Norman Powell, welcome to the starting lineup. Jonas, you're a scrub. Um, <laughs> We just got to contain Giannis. Easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? Keep a body on Chris Middleton. Keep a body on Thon Maker. And let let the scrubs like Delvadova put up bricks all night. And uh, we can live with that. You know what I'm saying? I can definitely live with Delvadova throwing up bricks. <laughs> all right. Moving on. It's a little NHL playoff ting. My dog, run me through it. NHL, baby. Nashville dusted Chicago. 
so we'll skip over that one. We got St. Louis dusting. St. Louis took out Minnesota. I did not see this coming, especially when they pushed the game to overtime in game five. I thought Minnesota was gonna make a little run for it because you know I got love for the Scarborough man, C. Stu. Always trying to see him win. But damn, Jake Allen, if you can't score, you can't win. And that's what it was. Uh, next up, Anaheim and Chicago, man. What popped? No, Anaheim and uh, Calgary is what it was. Calgary got dusted. They just, uh, they weren't ready for them big bodies down there in Anaheim. Ryan Getzlaff, stand up, bro. Took over the series. You made it an easy one. San Jose and Edmonton. Is Canada still popping? Canada is still popping. Connor McJesus is a goddamn man possessed. Damn, I feel bad for the Sharks. Everyone knows I got love for them. Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Brett Burns. Let's try and work out a trade with the Maple Leafs. You know, we'll send you Tyler Bozak and uh, Dusty Roman Polak. Y'all can send us Joe Pavelski and Brett Burns. Wish wash, saw even. Let's get it. Moving on to the East Coast. I'm sad to say my Canadians got blessed last night. By the Rangers in a 4-2 thing. What happened there? <laughs> well, Matt Zuccarello is what happened there. The man's been quiet for most of the series, but uh, he showed up last night. Couple crappy goals led in by Carey Price. I mean, when your team's not scoring like the Montreal Canadiens aren't, you can't be uh, you can't be giving up two bad goals in one game. That was it, man. The, the Rangers move on. They have a little bit of a deeper team, anyways. Montreal's got some shit to do in the offseason, man. They got Carey Price locked down for one more year, and then psh, who knows what the hell's popping after that, Dougie. Penguins beat the uh, a team I never heard of. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. Yeah, good year for Columbus, you know. They, uh, damn. I mean, to finish second place in the uh, second or third place in the Metropolitan Division atop the New York Rangers is... Uh, Ain't no easy task. So bravo to them, but I knew you never stood a chance against the Penguins. <laughs> Where are those? Where is Columbus? Columbus is in Ohio Ting, just uh, pretty close to Cleveland, I think. We got Diz stressing. I actually watched uh, the Bruins win that OT game the other day. 3 2 Ting mm -hmm. was popping. Man, the Ottawa Senators, man. I usually hate them, but after that goddamn 75-foot pass or whatever it was that Carlson dropped on Matt Hoffman's stick the other day, my love for the Sens is growing, and it's uh, it's a little worrisome. I'm out here in Washington with DGK Wade, so he's kind of cheering for the Leafs. I guess I'm kind of cheering for the Sens. It's all love in Canada, you know? Is but check this hot take. Sen's going dust off the Bruins tonight. Sorry, Dutchie. Sorry, Lee. Sorry, Dana. But y'all's out of here. Last but not least, Toronto Maple Leafs getting handled 3-2. That's not handled. Don't do us like that. So it's a young team. We're taking our lumps right now. But uh, I honestly can't think of a better spot for us to be in, besides from being down 3-2. All these young kids are learning a lot right now. Awesome Matthew stepping up. Scored a big goal to send it to overtime. I mean, we've had four out of five games go to OT. We're the eight seed. They're the one seed. These kids out here battling, man. It's, uh, if we can get William Nylander, start going a little bit more, uh, start going shelf a little bit more often, we can come back, dog. It ain't over. <laughs> All right. When we wrap up the NHL, we wrap up the rundown. Catch y'all next week. You smell me? Yeah, B. <clears throat> Keep getting them clips, yo. Follow Dono on Instagram, at Don Cron. Get some fucking Washington updates. And, uh, yeah, holler. Follow, follow that account. You smell me? <laughs>
catch y'all next week on some real shit. <laughs> All right, big thanks, RG baby, True East Coast G. Thanks for coming on the show. Peace.